The reality is when you get sad, sad can move to depression and depression can overwhelm you. It can be paralyzing. And yet that's not the will of God for your life. And so I want you to stay tuned to this episode because we're talking to you if you're feeling weighted oppressed, if you're feeling darkness, if you're feeling any measure of sadness and you're not really sure what to do because you feel like it's all over or there's no use or there's no hope, let me encourage you. There is hope in Jesus Christ. And as a son and daughter or a daughter of God, your father is with you. So you're not in life alone. So let me encourage you today. Stay tuned to this episode and know that your father is faithful who's made a promise to you. So what's your part? We're talking about it today. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out. Pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman Pray Podcast. I'm so glad that you're with me today because I think we have something that's super important to talk about. But before we get started, I really want to encourage you. As a woman, you have plenty of opportunities. And sometimes opportunities don't feel like it because you're living life based upon what you're experiencing as opposed to living life based upon what God has promised. And that's what Woman Pray intensives are all about. That's what the gatherings will be about, more information to come. But that's what life in Christ is about. It's choosing to be faithful in what God has said. And so with that in mind, we're talking today about what to do when you're disappointed. Let's face it, even as Christians, there are days when disappointment is very real. It's very deflating. It can almost be what the world calls depressing. And if we're not careful, we will assume that we're not depressed, but yet we're just kind of living rote. So we're doing the right things, but our heart is not really there because we've got disappointment, because we don't understand, because we're not very happy, and because we don't like the situation and the circumstances that we're living in. Well, that's an opportunity to faint. It's an opportunity to just assume that, well, I know God is there, but I'll just continue doing what I know until I figure it out. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself just kind of living through life, but you're not living the life that God intended for you. He intended for you to have joy. He intended for you to have peace. He intended for you to overcome. And yet when depression comes or weight and heaviness, or uh, when you're feeling disappointed because life is not offering you what you expected, at this point? Well, that's an opportunity to kind of check out. But I want to encourage you today 
to stay connected. Stay connected to the vine. John 15 talks about how when we're staying connected, his word abiding in us and we're abiding in his word, then we bring forth fruit. But if we're disconnected, we will wither. And it is in that withering that we can feel heaviness. We can feel weighted. We can feel disappointment and we can feel even depressed. And yet, the word of God has answers for us. And so I want to encourage you as a woman who loves God, I don't doubt it. And your father loves you. You don't doubt it. But now I just want to talk about three things that you can do if you're disappointed, disappointed because of what someone did or didn't do. You're feeling defeated because you have not arrived wherever it is that you wanted to go, or you're just feeling depressed and you're really not sure where it came from. We're not talking about physical issues issues like hormonal imbalance in the sword. We're just talking about life itself when things around you are informing how you feel. Let me encourage you, woman, that the first thing that you have to do is you have to resist the devil. The Bible tells us to resist the devil, submit to God, and then the devil flees. And so I want you to see this attack of heaviness or weight or oppression, whatever you want to call it. I want you to see that as a work of the enemy and resist it. Resist it with everything that you have in you. In other words, whenever you feel like you're starting to compare yourself and you feel like you're not enough or you're feeling depressed or defeated, I want you to change where you are actually located. Do something about it. Resist the devil. Don't stay in that spot. So when you resist, maybe you call a friend, maybe you call a sibling, maybe you share with your spouse exactly how you're feeling because the scripture is true. Iron is supposed to sharpen iron. And so we need each other. It's okay to be transparent, even vulnerable with how you're feeling so that people who are around you and know you well can point you to a hope that's, uh, that, that does not disappoint. With that in mind, you're submitting to God. So it's not just running away and keeping busy, but it's committing yourself to the Father, knowing that he loves you with an everlasting love and he wants to take care of you. And so I want you to consider, if you are feeling defeated, feeling depressed, feeling oppressed, weighted in the dark place, call on the Lord. The scripture says, call upon him while he's near and seek him while he may be found. And when you do that, your father hears you. Now, I will say this, that many times when God brings deliverance, it doesn't appear like it comes in that moment. When I think about Israel, Israel cried out for deliverance, but God still had to go and talk to a man. And so he went to Moses and Moses had all of his reasonings and his excuses of why he shouldn't be the one to go. In other words, you may not see an immediate turnaround, but the God that you serve, he always comes through. I can remember as a little girl crying out to God and I was saying in my tears in a closet, Lord, if you're real, help me. Well, in that moment, I stayed in the closet crying, but I can look back on how God ordered my steps so I have not been in that place since. And I can say to God be the glory. So for you, resist the devil and submit to God. Call on him. He is the one 
the only one who can help you. Nevertheless, as you submit to him, whatever you have to do to make sure that you are not succumbing to weight and heaviness, do that. Make a phone call, go to someone's home, get out of the house, whatever it is that you have to do, do that. The second thing, the scripture says that we should put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And so what's interesting about that passage is that it doesn't say that heaviness will never visit us. But when it comes, we have a responsibility, a directive found in scripture to put on the garment of praise, which means that requires effort. When we put on our clothes or whatever in the morning, there means that means that there's something I must do. I don't sit back and assume that it's just going to happen on its own. My clothes didn't get on me on their own when I got up today. I had to put them on. I had to exert some kind of energy. And so I want to encourage you that when you think about putting on the garment of praise, it's not because you feel like listening to music, but it's because you're following the directive. And so you're going to turn on your worship. I don't care what artist you're using, but just let it be an artist that knows how to worship the Lord, an artist that you can appreciate the, the lyrics that's being said, an artist who, even if you can't sing along with them like you normally do, where you can just let the music minister to your heart. Amen. So I don't care what's going on around you or in you. If you have heaviness, put on the garment of praise. When you come into your house, make sure that there's music playing. I don't care if it's instrumentals or the, the quickest beat that will make you dance. Let's be intentional about what it looks like to put on the garment of praise. And so the final thing that I would say, when you consider that there's heaviness and there's weight, depression, well, th there's a passage in Isaiah 58 that talks about what is a true fast. Many of us, when we think about fasting, we think about not or abstaining from food, not eating food, not eating certain food, not eating preferential food. Well, I'm giving you spiritual principles that can bring you out of whatever it is that you're feeling that is overcoming to you. And this principle talks about a fast that cares for other people, where you're not so self-focused, but now you're going to turn the lens outward and you're going to begin to notice the needs that are around you. And the scripture tells us, and I don't have my Bible in front of me, but you can do the homework and read it yourself because it tells us that when we see the broken and we are willing to enter into their brokenness to help them, when we feed someone who doesn't have, and yet they have a need, when we're there to help someone with the yoke that's on their life by relieving them, then the darkness will flee and our healing breaks forth. That's a promise from the Lord. It's also a promise that when we seek him or submit to God and resist the devil, the devil will flee. It's also a promise that when we put on the garment of praise, or we can put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, all of these are promises from God and his promises are yes, and amen. In other words, yes, let it be so. And so I'm praying the same for you today, that yes is your answer and let it be so is your reality, where you're no longer in bondage to defeat and weight and heaviness and depression and oppression and all of that, but you are living in the light as he is the light because you have a father who's with you forever, a father who is the strength of your life. And so I pray that blesses 
with you today. But as I close, I want to encourage you that there is nothing that I said today that's automatic. So if you're just sitting back waiting for God to do the work, it's not going to happen. And you can spend another day in a dark room, another day crying and bemoaning, another day complaining about what you're facing and unsure of where to turn. Or you can turn your attention to what is written and actually do something about it. Exert energy, make an effort towards your freedom. Because when Jesus came, he came so you could be free completely. So don't be bound to vice. The vice of pity of wanting to just stay there, the pity of wanting someone else to notice. Don't allow yourself to go there. Let's pursue the freedom wherewith Christ has made us free. Let me pray for you today. Father, we thank you so much because you have given to us the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You have caused light to come that breaks forth in the darkness. And so I commit every person under the sound of my voice to you. And I thank you that even if it looks like darkness is coming and oppression is coming, thank you, Father, for every promise that you've given that is yes and amen for your people. And so right now I speak to the spirit of darkness and oppression and heaviness. And I command you to release the people of God and let them go right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, I trust right now that every person under the sound of my voice will no longer be carnally minded wherein is death, but Lord, that there would be a spiritual mindedness where there is life and peace, where every person's mind would be stayed upon you. Father, I cry out to you that you would show yourself strong as your people may they feel like they are defeated, and yet you've given your son, Jesus Christ. I pray that none will succumb to their feelings, but Lord, as you have given to each one of us a mustard seed, as you've given each one of us faith, Lord, a measure of faith, I pray that we will exercise our faith today, that we will rise and shine for your light has come, that we will stand, and after we've done everything, we'll stand therefore, and that you, by your promise, will cause each one of us to overcome, that we would overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And it's in Jesus's name that I pray. And you as a believer should say, amen and amen. Let me encourage you today. You're not in life alone. Not only does your father love you, but you have a church family. And if you don't have a church family, you're missing a beautiful experience of what's called your spiritual family, the members of the household of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church. There is no perfect church, but when you get in a church, you will find people just like you and you'll have people who you can be encouraged by. So find a church or get into your church and let people love you today. No one loves you more than your father and your father has also provided people. Maybe their parents may not be saying exactly what you want to hear, but they love you none the still. Maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a friend, but call or invite people, allow people to minister into your heart today and know that Jesus is indeed Lord and he's Lord forever. God bless you. And we'll see you next week on the Woman Pray podcast.